0: Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Thanks for downloading the Attacking Scrum. This week, we have a look at the thorny issue of eligibility and residency. Uh, I was joined by Dan to do this, and uh, we're three beers deep, chatting about eligibility and nationality. What could possibly go wrong? Welcome to the Attacking Scrum Podcast. (laughs) welcome to episode 17 of the attacking scrum podcast thank you very much indeed for downloading uh, as always we'll be starting with fronting up which is uh, a big issue from the world of Welsh rugby this week it kind of expands beyond Welsh rugby and into uh into the well the whole the whole world really as we're going to be having a look at the the hot topic that is eligibility um joining me to do so as always is Cowbridge's finest son Dan Kelly Dan how are we doing
0: I'm, uh, I'm doing all right. Very, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Just come for a uh, a little champagne reception. Oh, champagne! Killick strikes again. Yeah. I kept it uh, kept it sensible, one and a half glass of bubbles. That's good you. Yeah. Meanwhile,
1: I was waiting for you. So uh, yeah, I've had uh, I've had a good three pints warm up, which isn't bad going.
0: Yeah, I'm known uh, I'm known amongst the boys for uh, he's on Killick time.
1: He's on Killick time. Is that yeah. right? Yeah.
0: So. Um, I'm quite familiar with Killick time. Sat here and waiting for you to turn up a lot I'm of the time. A, so. I'm a lot better than I was though. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Right. But no, I'm all good. I'm uh, this time of year for me. I'm uh, on the on the uh, the drive into work at the moment. I um with the Six Nations coming, I like to listen to a little bit of Simple Minds. Simple Minds. All yeah. right. The, yeah, big Simple Minds fan at this time of the year. Just gets me going. <laughs> and uh, right. I don't, I don't know why, but I I tend to have the I, I wind the window down a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I I, I don't know why. And uh, yeah, points. I'm blasting, blasting out. Don't you forget about me. But yeah, um, yeah I'm. Uh... So you'd expect that. I'd be expecting that from uh, from
1: you know Scotland rugby fans at uh, this time of year rather than than Welsh rugby fans. But
0: yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, they're one of those bands that they've, they've got some great some great lines that uh, I really like. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and join us later on in the week where we'll be having our, We'll be starting our first episode of our Simple Minds podcast. Yeah. Which uh, yeah, so. Uh, Make sure you tune in for that one. I'm on that one. Oh, yeah, he'd be all over that.
0: Yeah. Don't you forget about me. It's a great track. Yeah, Anyways, is,
1: yeah, Breakfast Club. Yeah. Nonetheless, as much as uh, 80s soft rock is kind of always at the forefront of my mind, uh, the one thing this week that's really kind of caught my eye is is this five-year residency and, and kind of what the Workshop Union have got to say about this. Now, France and England have kind of led the way on this by saying that they endorse a five-year residency policy. The French even going a little bit further. I think it'd have to be. Yeah, got have a got to have a French passport. Yeah, which is is kind of quite a quite a turnaround from where they've been in years <laughs> gone by. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, I, I don't know what Eddie Butler's going to do when the side is full of players sounding French again. You know, I I quite got used to it listening to him talk about it. Scott Spedan and <laughs> yeah. and players like this. Over
0: exaggeration. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of that to come. Um. But yeah, Wales kind of getting on board with this and saying. A five-year residency is the right thing to do. What are your immediate thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I, I support it. Um, it'd be good to see a, a a blanket rule. I think, really, don't you? I do.
1: Well, I mean, I've been quite vocal on this in pretty much every podcast we've had. That I do. I worry about the the cheapening of an international cap. Mm. I think uh, that the danger is that it becomes a very a cynical kind of thing and you think right what's the highest level of rugby I can play to now the worry with that is that actually you go well, okay right well you know I could have played for New Zealand you know I've, I've stuck it out I've played under 20s for them but reality is I'm not going to make it as an all black but you know I've got some I can, I can, I've got to move over to Wales I can play over there stick it around for three years five years and I'll end up I'll end up in the team somewhere I'm not sure whether five-year residency rule is the answer to this problem. You're talking about a Cardiff, a Cardiff ten. Well, I mean, look, I've, I've been quite open about Anskim the fact that he's had preferential treatment from the WRU mm. because they've spent a lot of money on him, put him on a dual contract because they felt they needed. A, he's got a Welsh a, pillow, mind. He's got a what? He's got a Welsh pillow. Yeah, he's got a Welsh pillow. He's what? Well, look, he's um, you know, the guy is is entitled to play for Wales. His, his mother's Welsh. It's all very well me sat here with an English accent talking about who can and can't play for Wales, right? But I always grew up dreaming of playing for Wales. I would have, you know, given anything to have three minutes off the bench against Romania. That would have been, you know, that would have been my absolute dream. Gareth Anscombe, I don't, I don't know, right? I don't know the guy. But bear in mind, he played under twenties for yeah. New Zealand. It's hard to imagine that Wales mm. was his first choice. Mm. And that worries me. I just think that really does kind of cheapen the jersey. I got no, I've got no problem with him as a, you know, he seems like a really kind of affable guy. He's a, he's a talented footballer, but he's definitely a preferential treatment.
0: Yeah, yeah, can't argue, can't argue with that. And I, and I, I think he's, uh, you know, when people talk about how how proud they are to play for, mm. uh, the, I, he probably, you know, he probably is proud to uh, to play for Wales, but. Um, you know, when you look at some of the players that haven't had, you know he, the, the slots he's taken. He's taken a number of players' spots, hasn't he? Um, yeah, and he has, must, it must be very, very, it must be very, very hard to take for those players. I think. I think it was a very easy shortcut
1: for Gatland head of the 2015 World Cup to go. Let's fast-track this guy in. He's played Super Rugby. He's played in the Super Rugby final. He plays 15. Plays 10. Mm. He's he's eligible for Wales. Let's bring him on, and the WIU will fit the bill. It was a very kind of short-term thing because. You know, he what he could have been doing is is actually looking at the talent that was that was in Wales, whether that be Reese Patchell, Sam Davies, or uh, you know, Owen Williams playing in England. Yeah. Those players are out there and I just think that he he has benefited from being on a, a dual contract. Yeah. And you know, he's he's not really showing a great deal in a Welsh shirt.
0: No.
1: Well, I, I know I, the blues I know the blues fans love him. I think he's, he's a
0: terrific player. Yeah, he looked he looked he looked sharp again, didn't mm. he, uh, against Bristol, though Bristol didn't look uh, good, Yeah, no, he, they
1: didn't. But he's, you know, he's, he's shown yeah. great glimpses what
0: what a really, really talented footballer he is. I think it's interesting when you hear the the actual the actual players themselves that are in and around the the setup or, or trying to break in when they're asked what they think, honestly, mm. of of the you know they absolutely support it, and that really needs to be listened to. They absolutely support the 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 you know an, an increase, an increase. Yeah,
1: I mean, I do, because I think three years is a very short period of time. Mm. You know, I think three years is a standard contract length, isn't it? It's kind of like going, OK, right, well, it would be the equivalent of Luke Charis turning out for France if he mm. hadn't been capped by Wales <clears> beforehand. <throat> yeah. You know, he could easily have done that. And that wouldn't sit right with us, would it?
0: No, no, So, not
1: um yeah. So three years is a very short period of time. I just think that five, the cynic in me says that teams will be going out trying to scout people... Even earlier, and you'll be trying to grab players when they're nineteen, twenty years old. So by the time they're twenty-five, and this is happening already, right? Yeah, yeah. Ireland and Scotland are fiercely at this, and I won't say that we're not. Well,
0: every everyone is mm. really, aren't they?
1: They it's are just some more
0: so than others, but yeah, it's it's a bit of a mess, isn't it? But it, I, it, yeah, if going to go into five years won't 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 stop it. No. It'll, uh, Enough. There'll be a there'll be a way around, but it's um, I think we're we're definitely we uh, up for up for this change. I think it's a step
1: in the right direction, and I'm not I'm not one to sit here and say, well, you can't move to a country, embrace it fully. Mm really kind of buy into what you know the the experience that you felt in a country and then go actually this is my adopted nation yeah you know that's a, that's a that's a great thing in my eyes the years. Fi- it's year just he- the cynicism that goes yeah.
0: that potentially goes with it I, I believe there needs to be there needs to be a few other changes as well like you yeah. know the, the cap you know the capture teams there needs to be a a change there across the board and then the five year as well and potentially something else brought in and then that will have an actual positive effect on uh, you know, on uh, on on the game really.
1: Capture teams is a really interesting one because I think you look at every country has a different has a different mm. capture team. And what I mean by capture team is a side that if you play for them, you know this could be, for example, uh, England Saxons. Yep. is that what they call? Yeah, England Saxons. <clears throat> for Wales, it's the under twenties team. It's a side that you play for, a representative side. That means you cannot but then was go. In, on. It was, it was under-20s, the under twenties, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's a side that you play for that means you cannot go on and play for the, the national team afterwards. Now, yeah, as you say, it was um, Wales under 20s. It's now going to become Wales A if they ever get a fixture. Yeah. Ireland, it's Ireland A, or Green the Irish out. Wolfhounds. Wolfhounds. Wolfhounds, Greyhounds. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the Irish Greyhounds. Th-
0: trap three. The,
1: the Irish Racehorses. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much luck? No, no. I love a flutter, isn't you know. it?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, then yeah, see the, the England Saxons and stuff. That's a bit of a mess for me. Would you have one one rule? I'd say if you're capped at under twenty level, yeah. you're tied in. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Well, I think so. I think you are of an age where you can make that kind of decision. I think if you're playing at like kind of schoolboy level, mm. it's a bit different, it's
0: cleaner as well. If it's one, it's so messy. Yeah, it you shouldn't all be ups and different. downs. Um, yeah, make it under twenties. And then,
1: it's uh, a good move. I, th- I think so. And you know, if that means that Wales couldn't pick Ross Moriarty, then fine. But it would have been a difficult decision for Ross Moriarty to make ahead of that. Well, we can make the junior now now up. He's in, so we're all right. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's true. But again, you know, he's, as brilliant a player as he is, and I really do rate him. It would break my heart if he said, you know, if England have offered me the cap first, I'd have gone. I'd have gone for that. That would genuinely have that would upset me massively because I just I have I'll tell you some players I have some massive respect for right Ben Morgan was at the Scarlets
0: yeah
1: and played some great rugby down there I'm sure Scarlets fans are you know have uh, some very great memories of of Ben Morgan playing down there qualified for Wales via residency his name's Morgan I mean what more do you want and he said no I want to play for England I got massive respect for that because he's gone actually this is what I want to do this is what I dreamt of it's the International rugby, that's where I—that's where I want to be. The same, as,
0: yeah. It's the same as um, Underhill as well, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah exactly. exactly, the same. Yeah. If he wants to play for the USA, he can go ahead yeah. and play for the USA. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that, by the yeah. way. I can't think of anything better. But yeah, no, it's same, exactly the same thing. Um, I just think that that cynicism shouldn't be there. You know, would would Sergio say turn in his? his caps for Italy in order to win a World Cup with New Zealand if he was... I don't think he would, you know? No,
0: no, he wouldn't. Well, I was saying that, I don't know. Well, like, yeah,
1: you, don't you, no, you never know, do no, you? No. But I remember seeing an interview with, with Regan King years and years ago when he was at, when he was at Scarlet's in his first, uh, his first stint, and he was asked... Um, I think he had, he had, like, two or three caps for New Zealand, maybe, and he was asked, would you trade in your All Blacks caps in order to, to play for Wales? And he said, no. He said, I love it here. It's brilliant. But playing for New Zealand was
0: all I ever dreamt one of. one cap, didn't he? Maybe it was one, yeah. yeah. Maybe it was one. Yeah, that's, that's lovely to hear. Isn't yeah, it, it one is. One cap, and he's absolutely a delight. And that's what it should be. You know, even if you, get, if you get one cap, you've done bloody I well. think he
1: said he wouldn't trade in his one cap for New Zealand yeah. for a hundred of any other nation in yeah. the world. And I just think that's, amazing. Yeah. that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. It's easy to say once you've got it, New Zealand cap. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think <clears> that the, the worry for me is... You have to look at the money element. It's big money playing for um, playing for your nation.
0: How many, how many times... I think we've almost brought money into this podcast every single, every single time we've had a little debate. But it will. It's at the heart inevitably. of everything. Yeah. It's
1: because we're in a professional game now. Yeah. It's 20 years yeah. it's been a professional game.
0: Yeah.
1: And inevitably, if there is an opportunity to make money, then whether it be players, administrators, sponsors, TV companies... Will be out there trying to do that. Problem for me is when the opportunity is there to do it via international rugby, which should be about the shirt. Mm-hmm. It should be about the pride it is to put on that jersey, step out, yeah, play for your country, and sing your anthem and <clears> put everything on the line. Is when it starts to become about where the best financial deal is. That's what worries me.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nobody, you, you don't want to, you know, we don't want to deny anyone. Yeah, you know, an increased uh, an increased pay packet, do you? But um, when it but comes play, to the national, there's, yeah. There's other, yeah, there's you, you know, in in your, in your club, you know, representing your club team, you can uh, you can earn, you earn big bucks, can't you? But or you know, it should be a should be a strong enough income then. But it, then that, that at that uh, at the sort of national level, you want it needs it needs to be more than that, doesn't it? It has got to have more value. Um,
1: yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not saying the players who play for Wales are doing it solely for the money. I just think I hate to think of it muddying the water. That you would think, oh, hang on, do I want to play for Wales under twenties? Because actually, I could go and play for England, and it'd be better for me financially. And that will exist.
0: I think it'll definitely it'll definitely be uh, beyond people's minds, and uh, it could even be at the for- it could be in the absolute forefront, mm. couldn't it? Really, of course. And the bigger you know, the bigger the um, there's a massive gap between between how much the English the English boys are getting paid and the Welsh boys at uh, you know, a uh, national level.
1: It's well, a gap that's even bigger is if you were to take Nathan Hughes, for example, a guy who's qualified for a three-year residency rule, a, you know, a Fijian by birth. He's a guy who's you know, now going on to play for England, terrific player. Financially, it's almost like he didn't really have a choice because the, the financial reward of playing for England is so much greater than it is playing for Fiji. I don't know the exact figures on this, but it's abundantly clear how much better off he is playing for England. But that, again, that must be a hugely, you know, hugely. I find it. I find it upsetting. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I just think yeah. the fact that the money is is there at the top of the game. I don't want to. I don't, I'm not saying the players don't deserve it. I just think that it, it muddies the water.
0: Paid you get paid nothing
1: to represent your uh, your country. Well, I'm. It's easy for us to say this, right? But in an ideal world, that works for me, and in, I'm sure if there were if there were players who'd gone out there and done it, they'd say we we're chatting nonsense. But as a fan,
0: that that works for me. Mm. What do you think? I like the I like the sound of it. Just how, how we're talking here, it mm. would solve would solve the whole thing, you know, overnight, wouldn't it? Um, and it would mean that people would actually be truly playing for who they who they. Believed in and, mm. and really wanted to represent, and um, but yeah, it, it would it would be it be a good good thing, wouldn't it? It, ne- it will never happen in a million years, but um, it's kind of uh, one of those one of those dreamy positions that we often uh, fall into, isn't it?
1: Well, we do, but at the same time, we kind of afforded that luxury because there's uh, you know there's no opportunity for us to make money out of the game. I mean, unless unless. A big sponsor wants to come in for this podcast, you know. In which case, well, you know that changes things
0: a little bit, doesn't it? But um, well, as you said, as you said, off air, just a few, a uh, few little beers from summer would be great. Yeah, we could. Uh, no, we would, I'm, we would, I'm working would, on that. We wouldn't be dry right now.
1: No, no, I'm working on that actually because I think that would be, you know, a beer partner would be the perfect kind of, the perfect kind of uh, just a few tonic to this, just a few to keep things uh, to keep things uh, limber. To bring this back onto topic. Clearly, because, like I say, the the big thing for me is just that that cynicism, and it's fine. Because in club rugby, right, I can live with it. I watched Dan Liddy at the Dragons, loved him, brilliant player. As I've said before, you know, he had a horrific um, a horrific injury mm-hmm. as a as a nineteen year old, I think, playing in Europe and breaking his back or his neck. Even you know, broke a bone in his neck. That's, that's a terrifying injury as someone at that age. So when he got off for the big bucks to get a Stade Francais, uh, not Stade Francais, um, Racing Metro. Yeah. yeah. When he got off for the big bucks to get a Racing Metro, he looked at it and thought, well, I can't. It's a short career. I can't really stand in the way of that. The problem for me is when it gets to international yeah, level. It's to, it?
0: Yeah, it's totally different at the club level, isn't it? I mean, the 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 international game now is 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 is, is it's, all, it's turning into it's club rugby. It's turning mm. into club rugby, isn't it? Really. It's they're they're not they're not that dissimilar anymore, are they? They're really? not,
1: and, and I, that's sad. It just should be. I think it should be about what you feel, right? And it's about what you feel and the the national team that you identify with. I'm the last person to say, oh, you have to be born and brought up in
0: Wales to feel Welsh because that's not an upbringing that I've had. So would you not? Yeah, but you're almost what you're saying there is you can't to have a to have a rule is is Maybe too black and white, then you want, you know, how and how the hell do you, you know?
1: so it's so so difficult because actually, you know, if someone as I say, if someone moved to Wales and played for a side and went, I absolutely love this, I can't get enough. Of it. You take someone like Chris Horseman, for example, right? He's been in Wales ever since he yeah. ever since he um <clears throat> he settled there for a long time, played for the national side, and you almost look at it and go, Well, look, if you if you if you if you move to a place, you embrace it and that's your home. If he feels Welsh, if he feels Welsh. Welsh you know? yeah. Yeah, yes, really. Yeah. The problem is, is if you feel Welsh when you know on on days when it's you're not available to play for England, that's the bit I have a yeah. I kind of have a problem
0: with. Yeah, we've all. And then something else we haven't touched on is is supporting and protecting the smaller nations as mm. well. Yeah, that's, because, that's a massive point. You know, somebody like Nathan. You know, he's Nathan Hughes. He's He's playing for England. It's, it's England. Do not need. Well, they're always gonna, they're always gonna want more players. They but, don't fucking need but the another player back rower. Yeah. The player base they've got is just off the scale, and poor old, you know, Fiji. It, they, they would, you know, they'd love to have him. They'd love to have uh, Rokotagini, wouldn't they? Yeah, Rokotagini uh, and, 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 and And you, could, you, you know, and can, that's before
1: we go into the, the players another, who've gone to play for New Zealand.
0: We, we could name another twenty, and New Zealand arguably did they did they kick all this off, you know? Well. Um, Quite arguably, and um, was well, interesting, I was on a chat with uh, one of my pals actually, uh, Gareth Delmy Davis, and uh, he, you know, he mentioned that obviously New Zealand, you know, from the from the, from from the moment uh, some of these players are born, they're you know mm. they're shipped over, whipped over, um, and we only hear about the the success stories, yeah, but how many of these players are um, don't make you know mm. don't make the grade, and it, you know. You, we have heard it say that you know they get a you know the schooling they've had a, you know, great opportunities and that, yeah, there is that. But you know they've uh, they've been whipped away from uh, from their, um, their their place of birth.
1: The the one I always and found then arguably
0: they are they 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 are the worst New Zealand.
1: Well, I mean it's it's you kind know. of well documented, isn't it? Yeah. That, that New Zealand has been.
0: Yeah. How good would they be without all without everyone anyone anyone everyone that looks half decent coming in coming in and playing for them?
1: Honestly. They still be fucking amazing, but
0: yeah, I'm they right, but
1: yeah. I mean, it gives them a, a huge advantage. But they wouldn't be as good, though, would they? They couldn't be.
0: It's a huge amount of players.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Um,
1: but again, I and mean, that's that's where it becomes complicated because for me, it is down to the individual. And if you were offered an opportunity at age ten to go, okay, right, well, I get to go and get a, a great education and play at this fantastic rugby school, and you've gone through that. And you've been brought up in that environment, and you get the opportunity to play for New Zealand. Could you turn it down, or would you turn it down? And again, that that comes down to an individual. You know, Toby. Likewise, Toby came over to to Wales. I think age twelve, yeah, twelve, thirteen, maybe. And you know, would he play for Tonga if Tonga were a better side? I have no idea. All I do know is that you can clearly see he takes a huge amount of pride in playing for Wales. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a really, really it's not difficult e- issue. It's not
0: easy. Yeah, it's not easy, especially all,
1: in this kind of this yeah. political climate of yeah. of nationalism. And I'm not one to bang the drum about nationalism because it's not. You know, I don't want to get into politics here, but that's not the way I feel about things. But what I will say is, I just think that international rugby is is one of those great rivalries that these rivalries exist because of allegiances to you know to to your country and. I would I feel really, really saddened that the opportunity could arise that money can can kind of change all that and blur the lines.
0: Yeah. Well it will it well it it has and it is and it'll continue to do so.
1: It will do and I, I think particularly in Lions Year as well, where you know, I mean we we look at this, you look at some players who are gonna be playing for the Lions this year and CJ Stander will be on that tour, right? And he's a brilliant player, yeah. it's absolutely phenomenal. He's playing some insane rugby at the moment. Would he rather be playing for South Africa? No, it's, it's not my position to answer well, not, that. Not right. right
0: now, but, well, no, yeah,
1: maybe not. But and no, you know, and that's that's another position again because there's you know quotas and things to be that, that the South African administration have put in place. But did CJ Stander kind of dream of growing up playing for the Lions? I bet he dreamed of. Fucking beating the Lions, yeah, and that's the bit that I kind of it doesn't quite sit right with me. Yeah, WP now as well.
0: I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I don't know. I don't it just know.
1: it just feels very very cynical, and that and that that does concern me. So what
0: well, we were talking about when we R- uh, well Ricky
1: Flutie. Well, oh, Rick, yeah, Ricky, Ricky is prime example. Ricky Flutie played for New Zealand Mary against the Lions in two thousand and five. 2009, he was playing for them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a new four-year turnaround. He must have been having a laugh. I, mean, I, I don't know how old he would have been playing for the Marry, yeah. but that I'm sure would have been a massive honour for him. Yeah. But then, oh yeah, more lines so That's a that's a great chance. Yeah. And Maitland was.
0: Uh, Maitland,
1: Maitland was again, exactly yeah. the
0: same, wasn't he? So. Yeah, it's it's as, as you you know as we said, it's, it's very very tricky, isn't it? And um, you'd like to just have it that if the player feels mm. like this yeah. is my team. Um, then they play, but if people... talk
1: is cheap, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's a very interesting one, isn't it? And one, one, when, when, the, when the, we would never get to the bottom of because there's too many, there's too many variables in there. But uh...
1: do you think Wales are, Wales are kind of particularly cynical in that market at the moment?
0: Not at the moment. No, I think we're. We've been worse. Well, we, we, yeah, we've uh, the old. Um, Brett, Brett Sinkinson and... Uh, Shane Howarth. Shane Howarth, yeah. And uh, don't forget Jason Jones-Hughes. That yep. was an absolute classic, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. Uh, he pitched up Dan Newport. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. yeah I wasn't going to say anything. Woohoo! <laughs> Jeez, yeah. He stank the joint out. I, just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm sure he's not listening. But um, just, yeah, that kind of cynicism was very easy in those yeah. in those days. Because, in fact, you could play for... For two countries at that yeah. point, you know, loads of players did
0: yeah 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 I, yeah I mean we've yeah since um we've had a few a few shockers, haven't we, but um I think we're we're doing we're doing a- it feels like
1: to me, it feels like Ireland and Scotland are actively out there, Scotland just are they're pumping money into farming uh springboks who won't play for mm. the national side rather than pumping money into into developing. A, a better national setup, you know, at, at grassroots level, and that's that gets me, you angry, doesn't it? It does get me angry, right? Because there's, and you see, you gritting your teeth, yeah, yeah, and like this is, and this is Scotland, right? This is not, you know, it's a country that, you know, I've never, I've never lived in Scotland or anything, but there are some hugely proud territories within Scotland. You know, the borders, some fine rugby clubs there, do not have any representation because it wasn't financially viable for the Scottish Rugby Union to carry on kind of um you know, it wasn't financially viable for them to bankroll aside in the borders. Yet it's all of a sudden okay to be to be out there trying to farm quick fixes from from South Africa rather than cultivating good grassroots level
0: rugby. Yeah, That's well, the bit that worries me. Quick 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 gains and, and major, major rewards on the money front, isn't it? So yeah, that that yeah. We come back to it again every time.
1: But that's it, isn't it? That that will yeah. that will continue to to be the case. And and I just think that there's some wonderfully gifted players playing in Scotland, who I've no doubt grew up dreaming of of pulling on that jersey.
0: Yeah,
1: wearing and that kilt. <laughs> wearing that kilt, not while they're playing, but you know, a, you know they they'd be very very proud Scotsmen. And I just I just worry about it, kind of. Cheapening that that desire to to play for your country,
0: but it it, it 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 must be it is, isn't
1: it? Yeah. All right then, just to just kind of wrap up as we get to the is five year residency the answer?
0: It's not the answer, but it's a step in it's a step in the right direction. It's part of um, a number of other changes that need to be made. Yeah. To to to, to sort this out, really.
1: One thing I will say is. I've never been a particularly big fan of governing bodies, right? I always think there's a lot of blazers and jobs for the boys in this kind of scenario. But World Rugby, from what I've seen from Augustine Pichot and even, even Bill Beaumont, right, is they're moving in the right direction in terms of taking evasive action, whether that be mm. the global season, whether it be residency rules. I genuinely think that they are making a big statement of intent by doing this. So while I don't feel like this is the answer... I do feel, as you do, that it's a step in the, a step in the right direction in terms of laying a bit of a, a stake in the ground and saying that this is an issue that we need to, yeah. that we need to address.
0: And as you said, yeah, a lot of the suggestions that have that have been made are, are very very good and valid. So yeah, I think let's, so too. Let's, 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 let's keep them coming. Well, yeah, I mean it's something that will no doubt kind of, kind of bubble on, and
1: if there was some, we'll key probably we, revisit this. Yeah, probably. You know, if do you know what I mean? If Gareth Anscombe kind of. Goes on and scores a try that beats England in a Six Nations decider, then kind of walks yeah. for Kevin. But uh, I'm, I've absolutely no doubt we'll be revisiting this at, uh, at some point again in the future. But as always, we'd be fascinated to hear what what you, the listener, thinks. So please drop us a line on uh, on Twitter at attacking scrum. Uh, feel free to do so on Facebook as well by liking our Facebook page, uh, which you can do just by searching attacking scrum. And uh, as always, as we ask at this point, please leave us a review. So, if you drop us a review on iTunes, it helps us out massively. So, you leave us a review, good or bad, and thank, thankfully they've they've all been pretty good so far, which is yeah, it's very kind. If you do that, it makes it a lot easier for people to find our podcast. And um, just kind of two guys sat here chatting shit about rugby every week. It's you know we haven't got we haven't got a huge amount of marketing budget to to make ourselves well known. So, we um, haven't got any budget, have we? No, no. I mean, you would to be <laughs> you fair. You bought me. You bought me a. Um, you bought me a cheese and baguette on the way in.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's tasty, isn't it?
1: Yeah, not bad actually. Yeah, for a for a station kind of bought from a train station. I was all right. It's about. a proper odd box around it? Yeah, I know. Well, it's it's a bit edgy around here, isn't
0: uh, it? Yeah, yeah. Gruky. Anyway, we're off again.
1: We are again. So, if you can leave your review, please do so on iTunes. And uh, and if you do, we'll uh, we'll make sure that we uh, we give you a shout out. Thanks for listening. Part two coming up very shortly.
0: Tons of fire on it, crisp flaring. News of humanity
1: declaring. Two heroic deeds daring. you, oh, heroic men. Sports, social, podcast network.